Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us this beautiful Saturday, this MEA weekend. Do you remember doing MEA stuff like as a kid? Oh, yeah. We always traveled. It was like the holiday excuse to travel. Yeah. I don't think we traveled, but I just remember just like mucking around. Oh, yeah. We always went places. Did you? That's nice. And now some schools, it's like Wednesday's (laughs) off, Monday's off. It's become a boondoggle. We were poor. We We didn't get to go on trips. (laughs) That's why I only had one kid, by the way. That's true. I came from a family of four and we never could go anywhere. So I'm like, okay, one and done. I remember holding her and saying to Kurt, woo, we got our three seats in a row. Yeah. Woo, yay. (laughs) Okay, so we did get an email during the break from Nancy. Okay. And she said, your show today reminds me it's time to think about Consolidating my cookbook collection. Can one contribute to your 2024 cookbook swap <laughs> without being a buying participant? Oh, always. If so what's the process? So there's a couple of ways. One is you could find me. I'm findable very easily on any platform. And we could arrange for you to drop your books off at my house. I'll hold on to them. Okay. Second option is on the day of the swap at Malcolm Yards, you could just swing by and drop them off. Yeah. And you should just stay like you can come and donate books and not take any books home with you and just enjoy being around people that like cooking and have fun. Yeah, it's a fun day. Yeah, it's a really fun day. It's really social. And and I mean, the thing is, is like truthfully. Yeah. And if and if, if it's too much with too many people, though, dropping them off early or whatever is totally acceptable too. Yeah. yeah. Just come on in. And if you can't do that, just contact me. I'll find a way to hold on to your books. Yeah. Or I mean, if you have I'll room to stockpile like a whole them, library. stick them in a, stick them in a side room and then we'll remind you that, you know, it's time. Like, as yeah, we get closer. it'll be in October of next year. Yeah. I forgot a whole couple bags of oh, one of my mom's friends. I can't believe how many books I brought home. I know. And I have like all these good, like one I gave already, I gave the, one of the vegan cookbooks to my producer. She was excited about that. I grabbed a family cookbook for my brother. I got to ship it to him. Yeah. Um, yeah. I got a couple that I'm giving away, but I also, like, I also got, (laughs) 
she's like, I am moving things of my mom still. Like, I'm like, to get to like my work office, I'm like, I got to move these boxes of things. And yet I still came back with a bag of books. You know what I mean? You'll work through it. I know. All right, you guys, top two in hour two. Give him the old one two. And now the weekly dish presents top two, top two. The top two. Pick your best two. In our two. All right, give me two, winning, winning. All right, so this is the time that we talk about things that we are appreciating or loving or feeling good about this year, this week. <laughs> this week. Feels okay. like a year. Oh my God. All right, I'm going to go first and I'm just going to say uh, I was at Petite Leon last night and I know that everybody gets the burger while they're there. But I'm just telling you, A, like we're like, uh, I we sat at the bar because we kind of didn't really consider the fact that it's a Friday night and everything is reserved. <laughs> like there's, yeah, that place is packed. Um, and it was really busy and it was really good and it felt really yummy to be in a city restaurant like that that was buzzy and moving and it just felt like everybody was just oh so good um and i just i just want to say yum to that but they had a pasta they did there was a special pasta yesterday that they started and i think it was that trophy which is sort of those long skinny semi rolled things they're not like a huge you know it's not like a a bronze cut it's definitely like a hand rolled kind of shape yum and it was in this beautiful butternut squash sauce with sage. So it wasn't like overly squashy. It wasn't pumpkin-y, but there was, it was, it was good. It was so good. I did, And it's there. It's there this weekend. If you can find time to go to Petit Leon, this pasta is worth your time. Okay. This is a weird pick. Okay. But, you know, we had the cookbook swap mm-hmm. and I grabbed a book mm-hmm. and I've been cuddled up with it at night. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, wow, this book is so great. And I remember at the time the book being great, but me not really getting the book. And now, like, all this time later, coming to this book and being like, wow, this is such a good cookbook. Sundays at Moosewood Restaurant. Oh, the Moosewood! It, I don't, like, it. I always knew that it had a lot of good vegetable-y forward things. Yeah. But what I didn't realize is how many ethnic and regional recipes that were in there like a lot of kind of African stews and soups and things that for that time were probably really forward. Yeah. And also still really delicious. Like there was a sweet potato um, peanut butter soup that looked incredible. Yeah. And I just thought, wow, where has this cookbook been my whole life? I'm really enjoying it. It is Sundays at Moosewood Restaurant. I'm sure you could find a copy at Half Price Books, probably at the Goodwill. Yeah. Um, Just keep your eye out for it. I'm sure it's still in publication, too, if you want to order from Amazon. But just really, like, enjoying it. And it was one I missed the first time around. I love that. That's a good... I love that. Like, that's a little bit weirdly, like dipping back into some stuff. Like, that's what I think October gives me the vibes of, too, anyway. That idea of like going to Jones in the Park was just like, God, I haven't been back in a while. Yeah. And dipping back in to see old friends and feeling that same good feels. I just, that's a nice thing about October. Yes. It's super good. Um, okay. So my second one is actually going to be, I'm going to cue you guys in tonight. I'm going to go to dinner at, for Greener Pastures, which you know is the organization that I'm on the board for. Elizabeth Reese and I are going to go have dinner. Um, and do one of their, it's a, it's an activism dinner. So it's really about learning, you know, there's going to be farmers there and everything else. And we're going to kind of learn about some of the things that are affecting small family farms. And, um, in the meanwhile, 
Breaking Bread and all the rest. There is a dinner tomorrow night. I don't know if there are tickets left, but I'm going to put a link up to the um, organization because we are going to have a fundraiser, you guys, in November. And I would just like to invite you guys to come on November 3rd. Um, and it's a fundraiser to help build up this organization that I obviously put time in. So you that should tell you enough that what I think of the value of it, because I don't have a lot of time to spare. So I just think that they're doing really good work and they are a really smart organization. And there's they're not huge. You know, it's a small grassroots group that is really trying to make change and do things. And I think it's really important. Okay, so, I'm going to be in town. So I November might, 3rd. Yeah, I hit okay. you up on that. I'm going to put your name on an email list. I love uh, it. Hanson and but. Please Anybody do. else, I'm going to also put up the uh, the page for it, and I would love for you guys to come. And I will tell you that there is a bottle of Smart Select oh, in the silent That was auction. a real hit at the uh, cookbook at the, swap. Yeah, that was good. Okay. All right, so what's your second? Uh, I'm going to just give you my second, and that is if you are someone who orders desserts during the holiday season, yep. I would like to encourage you to consider ordering from a woman named Vanessa Drews, who has a cheesecake company called Cheesecake Funk. Yeah. She has 15 different flavors. We did a, we shot an episode with her uh, and did her pumpkin cheesecake for Halloween. But more than that, she is just a really resilient, funny, smart, She's awesome. uh, lovely woman. She's probably listening to. Oh, I hope because um, she's the most generous, kind. She was a paralegal and during COVID, like just kind of reevaluated her life. She's got two kids. She said that she started making cheesecakes and people encouraged her to go out on her own. She found a commercial kitchen. She sells her cheesecakes. You pick them up at the Southwest Marriott, which is her commercial kitchen. She's delivering to restaurants all over town. She was saying that she's bought a townhouse, like, and how proud she was of Mm -hmm, herself. mm -hmm. And just, like, thinking about, you know, you can go to Cub Foods, no knock on Cub Foods, and pick up a pre-made pie. But why not, like, put that same money into someone that's local, that's someone that it means so much to them, that you're helping them, like... Oh, small business. Yeah, find their Supporting women. Yes. Let's be the unabashed hype women for all the other women. Yeah. That's the point. And also have one of the most delicious cheesecakes of your life, as certified by Prince himself. I know. And she was a merch salesman for Prince. Yeah. And I love that vibe. Here's what I love. I love that vibe. I love that connection. That's so Minnesota. But those cheesecakes stand on their own. Like they just do. You don't They're have delicious. to. You don't have to buy them because of Prince. You can for sure, and you you know definitely do it. But like you can stand behind that cheesecake at any holiday gathering for sure. Love All it. right. So Love I'm going to recommend Cheesecake Funk and Sundays at Moosewood. Okay. Re- recap yours so I can type them into the. Uh, they are Petit Leon. Uh, the pasta at Petit Leon yep. and then greener pastures. Okay. Awesome. All right. You guys, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back. We have some other stuff to talk we about. We have a lot of stuff. <laughs> we'll be right back. Imagine me, Dracula, barely able to lift myself out of my coffin. I was tired, out of shape. Chasing humans and sucking their blood was draining me. But then I joined the YMCA. It was like night and darker night. My energy and well-being have improved. I can't see myself in the mirror, but people tell me I look less stressed. And it was definitely the Vi that helped me. I'd stake my life on it. Wait, forget I said that. Join the Vi at ViMCANorth.org. Okay, a couple things happened this week that I just want to kind of recap. 
I went to the Sanjusan dinner. Sanjusan. Why do I always say you? I don't you? know why. Sanju? It's weird. Sanjusan? In Japan, they do say the J. Okay. Sanjusan. Yeah. Sanjusan. Went to the Sanjusan. Sanjusan. <laughs> so they say it like that. Yeah. Dinner. Um, to the Tim McKee. Yes. Omakaze. And it was great. Spectacular. And I was there with, uh, hi, Tamara. She's probably listening. She was my neighbor. And then I was there with my friends, um, Julie and Mark. It was just lovely. You talked about like the October feeling. Yeah. Tim McKee gives me that October feeling because he's been in our industry for such a long time. He's so generous and kind with his talents and his time. He also really like is so genuinely caring about the food that he's producing. Yeah. And what I loved about this dinner was the beauty of the plates, literally the pottery, mm-hmm. was so spectacular. That's she gay. And I said, hey, these plates. And he was like, oh, the plates. The plates. Yeah. Apparently, she gay has a library kind of in the building yeah. of these plates that he's travels back and forth with. So she gave Furukawa is, of course, the guy who is sort of the the person behind Sanjusan and Kadonomise and the Kaiseki. And but he's a known pottery collector. They were you guys, the plates alone and how every plate was so intentional about each dish. Yeah. Was a unexpected surprise for this gorgeous dinner. Yeah. So that was awesome. Then the individual plates and like you're at a counter with 12 people. He is standing there talking to you about every single intentional thing he's doing. Yeah. It was really special. Yeah. I I actually, the people I was with were like chatting and catching up and I was sort of like torn between being with my guests and wanting to like catch up with them or just sitting there and being in his theater. Yeah. And I wanted to be in his theater more than the guest conversation, which sounds terrible, but I just like, I didn't want to miss a word of what he said. Right. So there are tickets still left for some of these dinners. I would encourage you to go online and to get them. They're Thursday, Friday, Saturdays. Are there tickets left? I thought I think, it was sold out for I, like... I think there might be, maybe they extended Maybe it. they've opened up. I knew that they were only going to open up, you know, new ones every uh, every month, I think. So hopefully. It was just beautiful. And the pairings, too. If you go, I did not get the pairings. Oh, I and I totally should have. Yeah, they're That was a mistake. But Tamara, who was next to me, every pairing she got, I got to have a sip. <laughs> well, and Meyer and I went, we split them. I think. And so that was also a way to do it sometimes. Like, yeah. I find that some of the pairing hap- like in dinners across the cities, when you do the wine pairing, it's like, I can't keep up. So I would rather split it and have a couple sips. I like the idea too. Like they had these little tiny glasses for some things. Yes. They did have a large old fashioned that was in a beautiful oh, glass. I love that old fashioned. Oh yeah. My God. It was pretty crazy. But yes, if you're a restaurateur listening, more pairings is awesome. Yeah. But like less. Well, it's like, it's funny because you're giving us these tiny plates, these beautiful, like three by plates, and you get like six ounces of wine. And I know that's generosity. It's just that I can't keep up. Or maybe like also like sprinkling in a mocktail somewhere along the way so that, you know, you, because one of the things I'd like to see, and I think I want to do this, but I don't think I'll be able to pull it off. The idea of focusing on mocktails as it pertains to how you would pair things with food. Like we do these cocktail pairings, but you can pair mocktails with food too, but it just requires you to like really think thoughtfully about the mocktail, just like you would about a cocktail. I feel like there's an opportunity there and I know some people do it. Yeah. Um, uh, 
along these same lines, there is a new trend. Um, and I'm just sort of rambling. I guess this is a longer <laughs> dribs and drabs version, but there was a, a place in town and they stopped doing it, but it was on Payne Avenue and it was called taste. Um, I can't think of the name of it. It will come to me. They had a cocktail flight. Oh, of mini versions. Yes. Well, so oh my God. Small now that you're glasses. Like, Leonard Anderson's. Small glasses, and you would get like three of their signature cocktails in these like small glasses, like a two sipper was pretty much the way they did it. And mini cocktails are coming back, and I'm really glad to see this trend. Mm-hmm. It's supposedly the next big thing. They're seeing it a lot in tongue in cheek, tongue in cheek. That was it. So it's basically the idea of a two ounce cocktail. Mm-hmm. So the way that they are serving them where you could have like flights, but there's petite bloody Mary's at brunch. Like I do kind of like this idea of having a smaller cocktail and then being able to try different things. A flight. Yeah. And you'd be more adventurous maybe in a flight. Mm-hmm. Now where the rubber meets the road for the bartender is that it's hard to like individually craft well. each of these things. But with the batch Hatch, cocktails... I was going to say, there's so much more work being done in pre-batching. I mean, if you think about the entire run at Guy Noy, like that place is kicking it. It's bumping. They have 22 taps, and I think 18 of them are cocktails. So, like, you could absolutely do that. They call them cheekies. Yeah. They <laughs> fill your cheek. Yeah, tongue in cheek. One ounce. Yeah, so I thought that that is... Again, just to also have, like... For people that maybe want to have some cocktails but are trying to manage how many or just like yeah. the idea of a mini is really cute. I, I agree. Um, and everything small tastes better. I don't know why. I don't agree on that. Come on. The no. little teeny like bites sometimes are just so cute. Well, uh, they're cute. And I do love I do love small bites because I think like sometimes that's all you like. Sometimes that's the impact. But I am so over this cute thing where like the miniature food things that keep popping up on my Instagram where they're like someone is making a pancake and it's actually with these teeny tiny little things. I'm like, I, this is Are you stupid. over mini chef? Listen, he has a personality. Tiny chef, tiny chef has a personality, <laughs> but I'm, I don't watch it, but I understand. But I just, this tiny whole, chef like, on Instagram is pretty like, fun. They're like baking a cake and they're like, bring me. And I'm like, why I like is it. this compelling? I like it. I don't know. I don't understand it. You know what else is happening on the socials that gets me every time? What? Animals eating vegetables. Oh, I don't get any of that. Shoot, okay, now I'm, I'm going to start it. sending now them to I'm you. Now I'm going to get it. Dang like it. a beaver walking and eating a carrot cracks yeah. me up. Okay, uh, the whole funny. hamster guinea pig series of them like of a green bean. I don't. I could watch that a hundred times over. <laughs> like I watch rodents eating vegetables. Wow. I don't know why. What is that? What is that? It's very entertaining. I know. Um... <laughs> I think it is funny. I'm not going to lie. I do think it's funny, but I think I hit a wall with those things. Versus Jake can send me a thousand ways to make a burrito or whatever, and I'm in every time. I watch the entire reel, and I usually watch it like three or four times. Like, there's one guy who's like making these insane burritos. That's hilarious. How and, complicated is a burrito? No. Like, what? It, oh my God. Well, I'm going to send okay, you now. now. I'm going to Because get the this guy, videos. I don't even know his name, but he's like, and he's funny and it's just interesting and it's just, it's hilarious. I will open myself up to the weekly dish sphere and oh. say, 
I am in this space where I'm looking for like ideas and crazy things and also fun things and intentional things. And I don't love scrolling. So if you have something that you like, oh my and God, you think you I so, need to, this is a bad idea. Why? <laughs> You're going to be inundated with memes. I'm going to be, I'm going to like it. Oh my God. Cause I'd rather like know that these are already pre vetted for me. And these are the ones that you guys like than just like <laughs> sitting on my phone and watching. I, if I watch one more crock pot, video on Facebook of some lady with her super long, gross fake nails. So that's what you're getting putting up chicken because you're watching it. Inside a crock pot with a can of you Velveeta and a can that. of cream of chicken soup and then a bag of frozen vegetables and a bag of noodles and stirring that around. You're and then punishing us by talking about it right now. I just want you to know. Six hours later. You it's are like, look at this delicious, this. quick and easy meal. No, Quit thank you. Me. Stop. Get off of my feed. This isn't even food. You're gross. And go wash your hands. Okay, we'll be right back. Welcome back to The Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie Hansen. Steph March. Okay. Uh, we are winding down Cracktober. We have like a few couple. Oh, we're twenty four. I was like, "What's the date today?" Yeah, we have. So, what is that? Six, seven days left. Every I mean, day. Ele- well, ten days. Do you uh, go to the thirty first? Yeah, I'll go till the very end. Okay, so ten. Days. Every day, I have a new recipe on the Instagram or Facebook. I do sprinkle in some instant pot things because that's also a slow cooker. Yeah. So you can use your instant pot as a slow cooker. Um, we were just talking about all of the. Like trying to get new ideas on Jason's show yesterday, I succumbed because I was not going to do cream cheese, condensed chicken noodle, or what is that cream of condensed soup or Velveeta in a recipe. Yeah, let's and not. I and I didn't, but I did put a whole bag of Doritos in the crock pot, and then you have cans of beans, cans of Rotel, enchilada sauce, uh, chilies, onions smoky powders and then you crack that and then when you mix it all together the doritos break down and they <laughs> form like this masa texture that gives you this really delicious spicy corn bean thing could that you just then you do put it in with a, like a bag of masa i mean yeah you probably could have i just want to know I just want you to read the ingredients in a Dorito and then feel about that. No, I couldn't because you know I, mean? I would feel bad, but it was still really good. I don't doubt it's really good. It's made, it's specifically made for you to love it. Okay, but this is the thing. And this is my next question for this segment. Okay. As I ate a Dorito, like just while I was cooking, I was like, popped one in my mouth. And then I popped another one in my mouth. And then I was like, wow, I haven't had Doritos in a long time. And they're really good, but this is a very strange sensation that I feel like I don't have control over, said Dorito eating. Like, just that salty, sweet, spicy. And I was like, wow, this is like food science happening right now. Engineered. Same thing happened, went to the movies. I can't have popcorn anymore, and putting me in a movie theater with movie theater popcorn is basically like torturing me. Yeah, it's a little bit. And I'm with my two friends, and they have the buttery popcorn that I'm just staring at their giant tub. And one of my friends is the friends that I friend that I promised I wouldn't eat popcorn, so I can't even cheat. Yeah, because she's right there. Right. So I had to get peanut M and M's. Fine, but they have like this huge bag. Yeah. And I just sat in the movie theater, sadly eating an entire bag of peanut M and M's that I didn't even really want. Want, but 
did, ate the whole thing, felt like crap the next day. And I was like, what? Like, crave, like, are there foods that you crave? Yeah. I mean, because I also can crave a big potato. Well, sure. But you're not craving a big potato. I do sometimes. No, you're craving what you put on a big potato. I, but I like the skin. Yeah. Like, well, I want crispy skin well, with sour sure. cream, butter, but and you're chives. Sour cream, butter, and chives. <laughs> so Let's be it? clear. <laughs> That's a vehicle for but the rest are, of it. Like, would you ever just eat a baked potato plain? No. Okay. So. I would eat a potato skin plain, but that's been fried and that's a, that's but that's a fried. Chip. So the fat that you're craving <laughs> is part of that. And of course, you know what we know about right now in potatoes. Remember, it's potato craving season. Yes, because it's your, it's your internal gut. You know, it's getting colder outside. Boy, my gut and I are thinking good about potatoes. Right, exactly. <laughs> Trying to stuff her into lots of different shapes and forms. <laughs> sincerely, sincerely. So there's that, right? Um, speaking of. I'm pretty much all over the place. Just right. bear with me. We'll just have it. Uh, I watched because I was looking for crockpot things. Somehow this video came up of all the peels when you're peeling a potato for mashed potatoes that you th- toss those in olive oil and put salt on them and roast them in the oven and make chips. Yeah. Have you not? Have you no. not done that? Ever? This, just with the skins? No. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude. Like that was like, oh, my gosh. Why? I usually put the skins in like a stock bag. I do. I usually have like a triple split. One goes in a stock bag or into the soup that's like gurgling. One gets like salt and and, and olive oil and goes into the oven, and then one goes into the compost. Like, oh, okay, you know, yum, love the it. The skins is where the vitamins are, guys. So oh, that's so that like, I don't even have to feel that bad. You don't have to feel that bad at all. It's um, actually really good. Okay, then speaking of, okay, went and had this was a weird week. Had a Taco Bell experience, which used to be like my private moment yes. of peace and serenity in the car is that what we're calling it, it? <laughs> now, not shame no well and now which like, is good you should own it yeah i don't even want to eat that anymore because it doesn't taste good no because they've changed it i swear oh, they the meat it? tastes like tap you know that protein teff no. yes something oh, flour yeah no it's not flour oh. it's p-t p-e-t like package something oh, I don't know. protein. Oh, really? It's fake protein. Okay. I think they mix it with meat, but like the texture is basically like dog food. It's so kind it's of not good. Has been. That's the thing. But it used to be good. Did you get meat? You used to get like beef there. I well, I used to get like soft tacos with beef. Yeah. I got like a quesarito thing. I was just like, ugh. The things I only ever got there were chicken because they can know what a chicken is a chicken. I know it's also been pumped full of things, but when I was in college, I could manage the chicken. I never, I just didn't, it wasn't, the beef thing was never a thing for me. But then I would always just get the quesadillas, you know, like the quesadillas, of course. Yeah. I and think so, I'm, I don't know. So it was a week of like, wow. So, but you're also, so we talked a little bit about this off air and about how I think that there is something to say about that we sort of assume that what we love is what we're going to love or that for the rest of our, you know, this is just who I am. And we assign sort of a weird identity to it, which we do. I mean, I think we have an entire show based on that. And, and, but our bodies are changing more now in this age. They say that your body changes more from 50 to 60 than it has, than it will ever again. And then. You know, like it's the puberty, it's same thing. It's just oh, the reverse interesting, of yeah. So the fact that your body is changing, the chemistry, the physiology of it, all of it is going to affect how you taste and how you eat. And maybe that's part of it too. It's just like maybe your body is just saying, you know what, we're going to be done with Taco Bell because it just doesn't please us. Anymore. I feel like it's so true. So I don't know. I um, haven't found things that I'm like suddenly like averse to, 
But I do know I react differently to certain things. I do know, like, it took me way longer to recover from State Fair, you guys, than it has ever before. True that. And so that's a thing. Like, that's a thing that I want to be wary of and I want to be respectful of. And I also know that I went out every night this week. Every single night I was at a dinner this week. So by last night, I'd had a martini and I didn't even finish my wine because I was like, that's enough. Yeah. That's enough. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, just maybe that your tastes change and things change that you're interested in eating. Yeah. I mean, I'm, that's why I'm interested, like, especially you who are kind of going forward in this new path of cooking things and you have to find new content. And so then you're kind of trying new things. I'm just wondering, I'm just, I'm fascinated in my sociological view on you is to watch how you go. Well, I mean, it's not good because I'm like <laughs> knee deep in pumpkin recipes and, then and Doritos. Yeah, like because I'm, you know, trying. To, I I will say I avoided the cream cheese. I avoided the Velveeta. I avoided the cream because I want to cook. What you I still love about cook what you want to, and I want to cook real food. You know, like I don't. It doesn't have to be highbrow food, but just like food. Not yeah. like I think we really don't realize and maybe being in Europe has kind of reinstilled this too in my brain about wow the food they eat and the food we eat is vastly different yes yes it they really, do have higher standards that our our country doesn't because of the fact that we like to have money and we also have so much variety that they don't have like you know they just don't have as much variety of stuff and it's okay cuz they're eating real food they're not trying to eat, you know, I mean, strawberries in the middle of January. Right. They're, yeah. I mean, this is, these are all massive generalizations, but I mean, sure. You know, that's what we do. I do. You don't. I do. <laughs> I make massive generalizations and then I assume that what I think is what everyone else thinks. Come on. Why aren't you doing it too? Get on board. <laughs> oh my God. Are you, uh, I'm feeling, I, okay. Once Crocktober winds up, I'm feeling like I'm getting back into soup season. Are you? Yeah, I made wild rice soup with my leftover turkey meat, and I did a wild rice stuffing in the turkey, which was a little different. Yeah. And I don't think I've fully been able to get into soup season yet. I'm not really there yet. No, we're not there yet, but I feel like it's coming. It's coming down the pike. Your Crocktober kind of leans into that, and I, and listeners know I don't own a Crockpot, so I don't participate in Crocktober. But you don't disdain it like you used to. I don't. I don't. I really don't. (laughs) you used to. I really did. (laughs) (laughs) You would be like, oh my God, here's this woman talking about her stupid Crockpot again. It just was, everything was like soupy and moist. I know. You know what I mean? Moist and... But I don't. I get it, and I totally am down for it. Whatever y'all want to do with your crockpots, go with it. But I do love... I mean, the soup is already generally that way anyway. Um, I just love to cook on my stove, too. Like, that's really... More than anything, I play the game of that. But it's really the fact that I just love to cook on my stove. I do, too. I really empathize, too, I think, with... I see my sister, yeah. who is a working mom, who, like, works a lot. Yeah. Has kids in sports. Yeah. Two kids doing different things all the time has two dogs, you know, like just her life and the amount of time that she has to put into like sitting and putting proper meals together is very limited. And I, I feel for her because I know she wants to, but it's hard and you have to be so intentional about it. I feel this way about Elizabeth Reese too. And some of her cooking and watching like the stuff that she cooks for her kids, you know, it, it is possible to do it. Yeah, but it requires intention and it requires a little bit of planning. And I just think like the crock pot is the 
the mom and dad's best friend. I get it. And do you, and this is maybe, and maybe we should talk about this next week because there was an article that I haven't read fully, so I wasn't really prepared to talk about it today, but it's about why is dinner such a heavy lift? And like for some people, like the idea of dinner becomes sort of this, this burden for and, many. Yeah. For many, many, many people. And I would say that we are in a different, I, I think the weekly dishers have a little bit of a different perspective, but, it's they, a joy. but yeah. you also feel it. You do feel it. So I wasn't, I'm going to read through it, but maybe we'll talk about that next week because I do believe that the gadgetry is that it, it sort of, it sort of relies on that premise that it is so hard for you. So you need this to make it easier. Here's my question. Does then your reliance turn to this, this easy thing? Does that then erode your natural idea for natural cooking? Because you're in, you suddenly go into ease and you suddenly go, you buy into the, the idea that this has to be fast and easy and all this stuff. And it makes my life better. Is that, is that a gateway to, the processed foods. There. Here's also something that goes along with that. On the trip, I met a single guy and he does HelloFresh twice a week. Yeah. What happened? And to I that was stuff? like, huh? Seriously. HelloFresh. Like, why do you do that? He's like, well, I really like cooking. So I was like, oh, well, but so let me just get this straight. Like, you like that they prepackage all this stuff and send it to you. And he goes, yeah, because I don't like wasting food. So if I get these recipes and they prepackage every single thing and I only need one garlic clove and it's there instead of me buying a head of garlic, I feel so much better because I'm not wasting all this food. And yet you have packaging then. Like, I mean, like, like the difference of it now and the took, cost and yeah, the time the cost and, and the, everything else. But, this but is, I didn't want to judge him because no, I, I was so impressed that he's trying to be thoughtful about at least cooking food. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll talk more about this next week. Yeah, I've, I put it on the grid. OK, we'll take a break. We'll be right back. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You ever get that feeling where you know you need to get something off your chest? Holding stuff in really becomes a stressor. Things you want to mention to your boss, your partner, your parents. Bottling it up only makes things worse and start to make our life go sideways. But what can we do about it? Therapy is a great safe space to get things off our chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just putting those bottled up words out into the universe can be a big help, especially when it's in a safe space with your therapist. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and is designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You start by filling out a questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no charge. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Weekly Dish today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Weekly Dish. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Hey everybody, welcome back and thanks for joining us today. It's been a fun show. Yeah, just sometimes you just gotta chat about the stuff. 
Chat about the stuff. <laughs> Sometimes you got, you know, whenever I leave, you mention like, oh God, now I'm going to get all these crockpot videos with yeah. cream of chi- chicken soup. It's true. It's true. Whenever I leave here, my like computer starts serving me up like whatever we talked about. Yep. We have not talked about something that I need to talk about. Okay, what? Did you see the La Crusade $4,999 no. kitchen package for sale at Costco? No. Stephanie March. It's, I haven't been to Costco in a couple of, in like okay. a, a, a I don't month go or to two. Costco, but this literally I and I think it's sold out. They had it's five thousand dollars for the entire what? thing that you kitchen? need to yes. And down to the spatulas, to all of the bakers, all of the pans, all of the roasters, the things to hold your spatulas, the measuring cups, the I mean, every single thing that you would need in a kitchen. That was branded and made by La Crusade for $4,999. It delivers to your house on a pallet. How do you feel about that? I would have bought it in a second. I don't love that. I would have bought it in a second. Now, I probably wouldn't because I have a lot of stuff and I don't need more stuff. I just don't know if it's worth... Five thousand for it depends on I don't I don't have a good grip on how much that really looks like. I'll show in the it to moment. you. I have a picture. All right, but here's the other thing: I don't necessarily want all of one thing. Like I love the variants of the kitchen. I have some really great restaurant grade, like knives and pans that are beyond. They take a beating that a La Crusade I don't think really could. You know. Yep. And I just think I don't want all of one thing. I think really I love a cool. kitchen that's a little bit more varied. I will find the picture okay, and tweet we'll it out. It. That's but interesting. It was, interesting thought. Yeah, and I was like... There's a little bit of fetishizing of it. this stuff, though. You know sure. what I mean? La Crusade, if you're going to fetishize something, why wouldn't it be that? Yeah, it's good stuff. I'm not yeah. denying it. I'm just saying I also have a bunch of other different... I have too many Dutch ovens. I could fetishize all clad, and I mean, a whole nice set of all clad is like 1200 bucks. Yeah. And you get like five pans. But I think that the La Crusade thing, too, there's a weird statusy thing with it. Sure. Fine. I'm fine with that, too. Yeah, I'm like, are you going to buy Louboutins? You might. I am never buying Louboutins. You might. Will, Come on. Nope. I really will never you do You probably it. actually never would. I would never pay them a I never would either. <laughs> But I would buy like. Well, this is the thing. Like Allie and Harmony might they pay some maybe for a shoe. And I, like I would pay a, for like a really amazing forged knife, a forged steel knife. I would pay for an amazing like pair of boots. I like, don't think really, I really like my fry boots are just my favorites. Yeah, I think especially shoes because I tend to like wear them. To what death. would you spend money on? I mean, in the kitchen, or are you saying overall? Okay, so you said a knife. That's good. A knife, I, like a really amazing tool, like a knife. I would totally. How spend about a haircut? On. No. Because you got the cheap haircut that's so amazing. By the way, don't call it cheap. Call it affordable. Affordable. Sorry. <laughs> that's what I meant. I'm getting ready to go do the haircut. I do it yeah. twice a year. But I mean, like, that's the it's thing. It's so much money. Just I know. To cut your stupid hair. I know. That's the hard part. I know, I, although, I don't also want to go to, like, cost cutters. <laughs> no. Or Great Clips. <laughs> so, it's a medium thing. Yeah. What are the things you would spend money on? I would spend money on... Liquor. Yes, I do. I would too. I absolutely spend like big dollars on. Me too. But although not absurd, like I'm not going to go buy the four million dollar diamond encrusted bottle of Louis Trey. No, you know what I mean. Like that but to you'd me. You spend a hundred dollars on a Pappy, bottle of wine. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Hundred, two hundred bottle, two hundred dollars on a bottle. Of wine. I think three hundred's my absolute maximum, and that and would that better be, be the most vineyard. amazing one. And that must be no. I can have it anywhere. I'd be but like, in Italy. You'd be sitting with me, we'd and have I'd to, have like, had too much to drink, and you'd convince me, and I would do yeah, it. That's but true, I, would I would do, do it. I'd spend three. I mean, I spend money on art. You do spend money on. I art. I love art. 
I would spend money. I spend money on, you know what it is? It's like random pieces. I realized I was wearing this poncho the other day and um, my kid was like, wow, that's a cool poncho. And I was like, yeah, it's, it was like, I remember buying it at the art council craft show. Yeah. And it was $400 and it was a $400 that I couldn't afford at that time. I remember when you bought remember it. it. It's alpaca and yep. it's beautiful and it has i've worn it it's for like almost like eight years now you also the thrift you thrift store and you can sign like you're frugal i i'm i'm just i just don't love to shop so like if there's a piece and it hits me in the right spot then i'll pay for it either but unless it like hits me like oh my god and i feel it then i don't buy it not to change the subject but uh when someone asked me about my outfit that i wore to the emmys i wore a jumpsuit (laughs) i bought it at the airport in spain with my friend sarah Cause I didn't have an outfit and yeah. she's like, I can't believe you don't know what you're going to wear when you get home. And I was like, I'll find something. Cause we have galas and yes, stuff all like, the time. I have a sparkly jacket. I have a black dress. Yeah. You know, always I can do that. Yeah. But she, I bought this jumpsuit that was like on sale for 120 euro. Yeah. And it was, it was cute. It was, I, I looked a little round in the tum, but she's like, you could just put some spanks on. And right. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll buy it that day. It was cookbook swap. I got home at like 3.30. Yeah. I had to be picked up at 5. I had to walk the dog. I had all this stuff to do. And like, boy, did that jumpsuit, jumpsuit that I bought at the airport come in handy. And I put it on with heels that I haven't worn since before the pandemic. Sparkly jacket. I was like, Done. I look like a million bucks. Let's go. Heading out the door. Yeah. But then I had to go to the bathroom. This is why I will, I will not buy jumpsuits. And I was like... Dude, yeah. How do you not have like a pull? I couldn't do the Gumby gymnastics yeah. to get my hand. I had to like get out of the stall and yeah. be like, "Hey, can someone help me?" Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I had to have someone help me yeah. unzip my jumpsuit. I wore a jumpsuit to Megan's wedding, and then the best part was is like I had uh, <laughs> I had her mother in law in the bathroom. We were both just like laughing, and she was tying up the back for me and we missed their first dance because we were dealing with my jumpsuit. Oh, that's funny. I know it was a riot. It was so great. So. so yeah, if you get a jumpsuit, think about, can you get your arms behind your back to get it down when you have to go to the bathroom? Oh my God. But she, everyone don't. laughed that like I was wearing my airport purchase. That's perfect. To the Emmy Awards. I love this. So Sharon Stone does. Well, why not? She wore like her gap t-shirt that year with a pretty skirt. Remember to that? The Oscars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, well, I mean, you know, yeah, we don't all have to be. No. no. Um, all right, let's talk a little bit about what's going on around in town. Just Please. for everybody, if you're looking for something to do today, is spectacular for the Lake Street Taco Tour. Self-guided, you guys, show up on Lake Street. They've got 20 different you know, vendors, and they're basically from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. You can wander through. They've got mariachi bands. They've got all sorts of dance lessons, and Yum. it supports Latino-owned businesses, which I think is really great. Um, you're looking for something a little different, a little bit more like... The Flyer Fest at Head Flyer Brewing today, they have a booyah. And I think, like, booyah. we don't have any booyahs yet. So get over there for some community soup. Um, they also have a pumpkin beer collab with 5-Watt Coffee. And then across the street, because, you know, Head Flyer's here, yep. you go across the street and down the block a little bit. And, it's cidery. It's, and it's Minnesota Cider Fest today at Minneapolis Cider Co. And they have unlimited samples from local cideries around the, you know, around the state. Um, 16 different ones and they've got food trucks and stuff like that to me if you want to hit yeah. like your full max you want a maximalist fall moment I'm saying do your booyah go to the cider fest smash it up have your maximalist fall moment and then dishers. Go eat a pumpkin ciao 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 babies